Hi, I'm Patrick Prince with the Tulsa World, joined by Barry Lewis, and this is our weekly chat on high school sports. Barry and I get together once a week uh, for this little video. Yeah, there's also a podcast version of this. You can download it at Google and Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. So you can either watch us or listen to us, whatever, whatever you feel like doing. Barry, how's it going? It's going well. How about yourself, Patrick? No complaints. No complaints. Had the was off on the holiday yesterday, so today feels like a Monday, but it's really Tuesday. So just trying to stay my keep my head around everything, as I'm sure are you during this tournament week, which we'll get to in a bit. So uh, very recently, the uh, the sh having a shot clock in high school high school basketball kind of popped up again. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. It's kind of one of those things that you know is brought up from time to time and nothing's happened yet. What What are your thoughts on a shot clock in high school basketball? Uh, the subject of a shot clock has been um, percolating in high school circles ever since I've been writing high school sports. I remember first writing about it in the mid-1980s when I was at the Tulsa Tribune and sending out a survey. And back then, the shot clock was a new thing at the college level. So that was sort of what uh, started that talk back then. And uh, here we are in basically right now, I think where we are is where we were 30, 40 years ago. In a lot of cases, I think a lot of the larger schools want the shot clock and a lot of the smaller schools don't. Uh, although I think more smaller schools do want the shot clock now. And I think overall, they're more coaches favoring the shot clock um, for different reasons than why they would have 30 or 40 years ago uh, back in because right now is if you go to your typical high school game especially in the larger classes almost any class actually it is really hard whether you set the shot clock at 30 or 40 seconds it's really hard if the defense wants to create a turnover. It's really hard for the offense to hold on to the ball for 30 or 40 seconds in high school basketball. So, but I think the, uh, why coaches are really for it now, a lot of the ones who are for it, it's just because let's just standardize the game and, and, and have the players get used to having a shot clock at the high school level because they're going to have it at the college level. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really the driving force behind it right now. And it makes sense. Um, if you're going to play with it at the college level, let's do it at the high school level, of course. There would be an added expense. But um, all the high schools seem to um, um, be okay with the added expense for adding a, a play clock for football, which I thought was, which I thought was much more needed from a practical standpoint than a shot clock for basketball. Because um, again, I've hardly been at a game this year. I don't, I recall, hardly recall any instances where a team held the ball for more than 30 or 40 seconds. Uh, it's usually a basket or a turnover. So um, uh, that wasn't the case 30 or 40 years ago. It seemed like if a team wanted to run out the clock, uh, defenses weren't quite as good back then, at least of creating turnovers. So if you're, if you're against, a shot clock, your argument is what? Probably that your team is not as athletic as the team that you're playing. You're looking for a way to shorten the game. Uh, like um, 
a team that I have seen would like at times try to use that strategy, even when they have a little bit more talent than they do this year is the Sand Springs boys with coach Eric Savage. Um, he's a master, he's a master coach, won three state championships, and he's definitely um, used that game plan to win quite a few games through the years. So I think that not having a shot clock can help the team that is less talented win on occasions if you perfectly execute your game plan. And uh, um, so it's an interesting debate. I remember there was a state championship game. I think it was involving Union actually about six or I'm, wow, I think time flies. Maybe it's all the way back to 2014 where the uh, opposing coach got like an eight point lead in the third quarter and then just tried to hold on to the ball the rest of the game. And it didn't work. And Union wound up winning, I think the score was 37 36. So that's one of the few high profile instances in the past decade that I can really remember not having a shot clock come into play. Uh, the reason we're talking about this is because, is because recently the OSSAA sent out a questionnaire to uh, administrators kind of asking their, their thoughts on it. That's kind of what led us to discuss this today. Um, so certainly if anything's going to happen, it's certainly not going to be anytime soon. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But um, so Barry, could you envision a scenario where they might implement one, uh, if at all, for the big schools and maybe not for the small schools? Would they divide it up like that? I can see that. I think anything's possible. So, uh, and of course, then the, um, or maybe games just involving the, because there are sometimes, especially in tournament champions, if you had a shot clock for some and not and not for others, you'd get into a situation, what do you use if a 6A team is playing a 3A team? So you'd have to work that out, but um, that would be interesting. I think the OSSA should be flexible and, hey, why not give it a try? Because that's how, if you remember when college basketball broke in the shot clock back in the 1980s, it wasn't instituted in a blanket way all over, it, they started experimenting with it conference by conference initially. So I, I can see them trying it that way perhaps. However, have to remember with the OSSA, um, change is really hard. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things we can talk about the OSSA and that with regards to basketball that just seem obsolete and we can get into those in future weeks, because we could go on and on about that. Which oh, I teaser think, right there, Mary. And I think those are probably, for me, more pressing issues that I'd like to see addressed than the shot clock. Because I said, most cases, the shot clock, not having a shot clock doesn't come into play. Sure. Okay, so final question on this topic. If it's up to you, Barry, if you're, if you're the lone vote, you voting for or against it? I'm voting for it because um, I would, um, why not have high schools play with a similar set of rules as colleges? I think that would benefit. I mean, the rules are for the players and not the coaches. <laughs> and so let's help the players in their development. So I, I would vote for it. 
Okay, so let's move on a little bit. So it's tournament week, Barry, always a busy and exciting week. Um, what gives your thoughts on that? If we're if I if I'm a fan and I want to go to one site and see some great basketball, where am I going? Well, in the Tulsa Metro, I would say three tournaments stand out. Um, Port City Classic at Catoosa. They've had that for a long time. They had to cancel it last year at the last moment due to COVID. Well, actually, they didn't cancel it. They moved it. <laughs> it was at the last minute. They moved it to Victory Christian. But uh, so it's back at Catoosa. Um, so that's definitely a very good. It's traditionally a very good tournament and uh, featuring pretty much all local teams. And then you've got the Jenks Union Invitational, a unique format, which has a mix of teams from outside the area and local teams that will have in the boys standpoint, besides the two hosts who are, again, state title contenders. You've got um, Booker T. Washington, which is a state title contender uh, from the local standpoint. Uh, so, that's a very good tournament traditionally and with a unique format because the first two rounds are played at different sites. Uh, you got half the games played at Union, half at Jenks. And then on Friday, you've got one semifinal at each place, which uh, always makes it a, a memorable night for me <laughs> covering what uh, it usually starts off at Union and goes to Jenks. This year, it's the other way around. The early semifinal is at Jenks and then goes to Union. So, and then the championship games all the games Saturday are at Union. So that's always a fun tournament. And then in just its second year, uh, the Rogers Ropers have a tournament with a lot of local teams. So you might want to check that out as well. And there's like six, seven, eight other tournaments in the Tulsa metro area. So uh, there's a lot of basketball this week, and it's a really important week as we're getting close to when the deadlines are set to for determining playoff positions, playoff seedings, playoff assignments. Is Booker T still undefeated? Booker T is still undefeated, 10-0 in the last two weeks. Two do, weeks ago, they were under the radar. Do they, do they finish this week undefeated? Uh, if they do, they will really – they might be number one if they finish this week because they'll have to go through – Union twice and Jenks likelihood are another great team. Um, Booker T two weeks ago was ranked 14th in 6A. Now they're fourth. So they're starting to catch people's attention. Last week, I had a chance to see them at Owasso. It was a great game. Booker T wins by four. Um, they look like the real deal. Just a lot of good basketball and 6A locally, all in the Frontier Conference. I mean, that's mm -hmm. some incredible basketball every night. Bartlesville, which is not one of the top teams in 6A, although they're a good team with a super player, David Castillo. They've now taken to overtime Owasso, Union, Jenks, and beaten Broken Arrow. And they're not even considered one of the top four or five teams in the Frontier Valley. Uh, so it's just night in, night out. It is great basketball. So um, Booker T, if they emerged this week undefeated, and that which make them would make them 14-0, it would be an incredible accomplishment. Do you know where you're going to be this week yet? Uh, we're filming this on Tuesday afternoon, or do you you're going to kind of see how the week week goes? Well, I'm. Um, probably going to uh, catch a bit of the action at the Port City Classic on Thursday. It's sort of my tradition. Mm -hmm. Go to Port City Classic on Thursday, 
and then go to Jenks Union Invitational on Friday and then like see how everything shakes out because we are the Tulsa world and nothing against the teams from the West, obviously play great basketball, but uh, we do focus more on the Tulsa area teams. So sure. um, that's, so we'll just see, see the way it plays out. All right. We'll cut it off there for this week, Barry. Thanks for the time and uh, enjoy tournament week. And then next week, let's, uh, we'll talk about everything you saw. All right. Sounds good, Patrick. All right. Thanks, Barry.